Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, Attorney Kim Hegwood with Hegwood Law Group and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning and welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood, and our very special guest today is Beth Toffel with Footprint ID, and I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. And um, so we talk a lot to clients about, you know, medical records and accessing medical records, you know, when we provide the, you know, our HIPAA authorizations, you know, to do that. But we're going to talk about something a little differently, but kind of close. Tell our listeners what a personal portable health record is. So really what it is, is taking all of the information that surrounds your medical and health history and having it in one centralized location with access from wherever you are, hence the portable part. And um, being able to share it, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, across the board with people who are involved, especially in the senior and elder care space, um, is critical. So making sure a personal portable health record is really, in essence, what it says. It's taking all the fractured segments of where your health information is stored and putting it in one central location. I can see why that's important. And uh, I see one doctor that belongs to one healthcare, you know, organization, other doctor, different healthcare organizations. So, uh, but, but tell our listeners why it's important to have that central repository, you know, so that you can house your medical and health information all in one place. So to the point that you just made, you know, we we have a very fractured healthcare system. And so you have, you know, we've come a long way with doctors having, you know, individual portals, but unless they're part of a conglomerate or some, you know, some organization, many people see doctors that have no ability to share information other than in a manual way or at the patient's request. So, it becomes very, very challenging when you need information to know that in any one of those places, A, all of your information exists, and B, to make sure that, especially in an emergency, that you don't have to go to 10 different places to gather the information that you need. Time is critical in an emergency and can be the difference between life and death and a better health outcome. Well, since most of our clients fall into the life after 50 crowd, um, you know, um, how, how having this information, how does it help assist, you know, with caregiving, um, you know, and and just as as seniors age, you know, how does this help? Well, I think that, you know, one of the, the great things right now is that there's, you know, a greatly expanded life expectancy than from what we saw 50 years ago. So, you know, we look at it and you just said, you know, 50 plus. There, there, there isn't really just one generation of seniors anymore. We have two or three. We have, you know, those over 50, then we have active seniors, and then we have the elderly. And as we age, we tend to have more conditions and more challenges, but we also have more tools and knowledge in medical care uh, in order to treat those conditions or or situations. But we often find that it's not just us managing our own care. There's either 
you know, there can be caregivers, there can be adult children, there can be other people. And we're also a very mobile society today. Back, you know, uh, 50 years ago, maybe, you know, families lived in a more uh, nucleus environment or they, you know, they live next door to each other, parents, children. Now one is in California, one's in New York, one's in Texas. But how do you make sure that everybody who's participating in that person's care has access to the same information? And I am, you know, I'm, I'm living it actually myself, managing my parents' care right now. My father's dealing with multiple conditions. Uh, my mother is actually headed for hip replacement and my brothers and I are all involved, but we don't have to remember if when somebody, when one doctor changes his medication, we don't have to email each other and say, oh, cross out that line on your yellow piece of paper and change the dosage from 10 milligrams to 20. Now, whoever is the person who's with the patient or the person who, um, you know, is, is receiving the care goes into the portal changes it from 10 to 20 milligrams, and we all have the same access and it's done in real time. And so there's that piece of it. And then there's the piece of it where it, you have the ability to share it easily with other healthcare providers. I mean, when my dad was in the hospital, it was kind of scary because one hospital from the other, they, they like his medications didn't transfer properly. They were forgetting to give him something. And if we weren't there with the information, when you're in crisis mode, I don't care how good a memory you have, you're not remembering everything. And so I think that being able to house the information centrally and share it with those that you want it to be shared with in a timely and easy manner is critical. So by inputting the information, people can, families can share it with each other. Mm -hmm. So is there anything more, um, you know, let's talk a little more specifics. Is there anything more, you know, information wise um, that you could tell our listeners about, you know, how it would benefit them? Sure. Well, you know, think about different, think about different scenarios. Um, not only, you know, when you think about a, a a good personal portable health record, it not only encompasses the basic information about, you know, your allergies, your conditions. So, you know, prescriptions and medications, which obviously is, is really critical to prevent contraindications. And that's a huge piece of it, because if somebody doesn't know what prescriptions you're on, even if, and, and the dosages, even if they're prescribing something over the counter, you just never know what the interaction could be. So having that information helps in, in that scenario. Like I said, it helps in an emergency. Let, let's say, I'll, I'll give you a, a random example, but let's say that somebody is having chest pains and they're rushed to the hospital and they do an EKG. Well, we know that not everybody's EKG looks the same, even in its normal state. We all have abnormalities that are normal for us, but without any prior information or anything to compare it to, like a baseline EKG, they may put somebody through invasive testing. They may think that something is wrong and go down a completely different path than what they really need to in order to treat whatever the issue is. So when I think about going back to, you know, what what makes it so important, 
like for example, having unlimited document storage, there's always the recommendation, have a baseline EKG, have a healthcare proxy, have a, 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 you know, a living will, an advanced directive. All of those things can be stored in a really comprehensive personal health record. And they're important because in unfortunate circumstances, we see all the, you know, families fighting all the time about what to do when life and death decisions have to be made. Well, if that document is easily accessible and not sitting under lock and key in a vault somewhere, it totally changes the, the dynamic and assists the family in maybe getting through a really challenging time. Um, when you think about when, when you think about those kinds of scenarios, I mean, I I, I could take up the rest of your day, um, you know, giving you examples of, of where it makes a difference, but you know, even the 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 human uh, the health and human service secretary just came out with a quote that that said, you know, not having easy access to your health and medical information can be not only devastating but deadly, and mm-hmm. and, and that really sums it up. Um, and I think that when you talk about the senior space, it's not by it, it's more by virtue of the fact that just as we age, we tend to have more complications. It doesn't mean that you know we're always sicker but we need to manage things and we need to make sure that everybody who can benefit making our situation that much better can have access to the information with our authorization of course so i know with you know three different doctors and different entities i have three different portals <laughs> that i have to sign in on and so what's the difference between those particular portals in a centralized personal portable health record? Well, first and foremost, the completeness of it. Because again, like I said, you know, I recently had this situation. My father's um, neurologist put him on a medication, but the internist didn't know until we told him that he was on a, med- a certain medication. So he adjusted a different medication. So we have the information, but he didn't. And so it, it, it's really like having a, just a centralized, um, you know, reminder or, or, or list of everything. And so when you go into these doctor's portals, there, there are other things, the lack of completeness, they do put basic information in, but most of them, for example, you know, I used the example of the EKG before. If I if I went into my internist portal or my cardiologist portal, it would say that I had an, an EKG, but it there wouldn't be a copy of it sitting there for my use. I, I have to ask them for a copy of it. And I take a copy of it every time I go and it gets uploaded into my my personal portal because I want to have the most recent baseline. But the, those those portals that the doctors have, A, they don't talk to each other, B, they're not complete, and C, it takes all that much more time if you're looking at it in an emergency or acute situation to go access you know three or four different places in order to get the information that you need. So Beth, if I understood how this works, so I want to make sure that I'm kind of clear so I go to the doctor, they run some tests, 
And then I get them to give me copies of whatever notes they did that day, whatever the testing results, and then you upload it into the portal. Is that correct? So if you have a document like that, yes, we recommend asking for copies of all test results. Some of the notes will be in the doctor's portal and you can choose to just download them and upload them into, you know, in my case, I would upload it into my portal. Um, but we, but it's not just a document storage. There's, there's, there's an important piece of it is that whatever portable health record you use, that it's clean and easy to read. We make sure, you know, all of the categories from personal information, prescriptions, allergies, immunizations, conditions, surgeries, family history, et cetera, everything is very, you, you want to make sure that it's clean and easy and you're not sorting through documents or looking through a million things. You want it right there. So when somebody needs to access the information, there's no confusion. There's no, oh, let me, let me scan through all the, you know, all the documents. You, you want to be able to go in and click on prescriptions and, you know, medications and be able to see a full record of that. You want to be able to, it, it has to be user-friendly. And I think that's a really big piece of it. One of the big confusing things is that a lot of insurance companies, I mean, not only do the doctors have portals, but a lot of insurance companies, I'll say that they, they, have an abridged version, that would be. and But the problem is that all of their information flows from your EOBs. So it might come in that you went to the doctor and you had an EKG, but it's not sorted in a way that anyone could find useful. And it doesn't really talk about the diagnosis or next steps or kind of match up what prescription they paid for, you know, to what condition. It's just basically your claims sorted in a, a different way. So you have to really be careful about choosing um, a solution that is both user-friendly on the patient side and on the communication side or the stakeholders who are involved in your care side. So that kind of leads to the question of, you know, how do you pick one? How do you know which one to use? And so, I mean, because until you were on today, I had no idea I could even do this. So I'm assuming that, you know, people are going to watch it, you know, and they may Google, you know, to see, you know, right. what's portable health record companies, things like that. Um, let's help them decide. What do you look for? So I think, you know, to, to the point I just made, you look for something that is a complete. And that means that you know, they don't limit you and start charging you because you start to use too much storage because you have too many documents. So you want to make sure that you can have a, a complete repository of any documents you want to store. You don't want that to be micromanaged. And you want to make sure that the, the way that the information is displayed, both on the output side and on the input side, is very easy, very simple, and really can represent who you are without anybody having to search. The goal here is for somebody to be able to go in there and it take two seconds for them to figure out what information they need and how they can utilize it to help you. When you're dealing with just going to a doctor, doesn't matter if it takes you 30 seconds versus 60 seconds or a minute, 
No. Doesn't matter when the EMT shows up at your door and you're dealing with an, an acute or you know critical situation and they need to know something, you bet it does. And so that is what I think you really need to look for is a, a record that is focused on being able to house everything, whatever your particular situation is, share it, provide easy access to your family members, and keep all the information that you choose to in it. I just keep thinking I've seen the same primary care physician for about 30 years, so I can only imagine <laughs> how much medical records I have with just the one doctor. And so... Well, just to that point, though, I do want to say that um, when it comes to documentation, unless it's a surgery or something like that, I mean, you don't need to go, you know, I don't recommend that people go back 30 years and upload 30 years of blood test reports, because really what your lab report showed 30 years, 30 years ago doesn't matter. But the recent, you know, period of time, because we don't want people to be, nobody should feel overwhelmed. This is supposed to, but to your point, yes. <laughs> so Beth, how does someone find you if they want to get some more information about getting their own uh, their own portal and so you know right. their own personal records with you? How do they find you? So our website is www.footprintid.com and it's very much geared toward the consumer and patient slash end user. I've put my email address up there. I can see it's um, on the screen. There's also support at footprintid.com if somebody wants more information, but they can reach out to us. We can answer any questions for them. Um, and they can also become members directly through the portal or through communicating with us. I do want to mention one thing that I actually left out of all of this. I think one of the other really critical things is 24-7 support. And when you are um, comparing health records, you don't want somewhere that is only open Monday from 9 to 5 because I can assure you emergencies do not happen during the work week and in those you know basic hours. We, for example, have a 24-hour call center. So that's another way that people can um, contact us and get information. But it's both on the technology side and the emergency medical information side. And I, I only wanted to add that in because I inadvertently left that out as a very important piece of what you should look for when you're looking for a solution. Not well, something so <laughs> And so, you know, perfect. And Beth, it was a pleasure to have you on the show today. Same. I appreciate you having me and um, always available for any questions that anybody has. All right. And, uh, and, and good luck with your mom. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcasts as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice. 